Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Aaron Rodgers has plenty to say about the trolls after spending most of the summer with plenty to say about where he does and doesn't want to play and plenty to say about how he's been treated. The question is, when you say as much as Aaron Rodgers has said, is there at least the possibility that you're partially responsible for the amount of blowback and trolling that you're now getting? It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Smart Speakers. Jason Fitz, Joe Fortenbaugh in for Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests will join us on the Goodyear hotline. And Joe, you know, at some point, I think I'm, I'm just a believer in ownership. If you come out and you've got a lot to say, then you have to understand that there'll be blowback for that. You and I deal with that uh, every day with what we do for a living, right? Like every time I have an opinion on a team that somebody doesn't like, Twitter blows up about it, right? I'm an idiot. I'm a moron and I'm the worst. You know, I, I have my my issues with some college football fan bases in the past where they thought my takes were full of bias and uneducated and they reminded me in a very, very uh, harsh way, right? So that's what happens when you speak. When you speak, unfortunately, uh, love it or hate it, you're going to get reaction. Well, Aaron Rodgers has spent a long time at this point being vocal about you know some of what he doesn't like and being vocal about some of where he doesn't want to be. He chooses to go on weekly shows constantly to talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So it, it seems like he's choosing profile. But then he's angry. I won't say angry. He's just at least he's got statements to make about the amount of trolling that's happening to him after one bad week, isn't it possible? Because I feel like this season we're going to do this roller coaster. Good week, we're going to say he's back. Bad week, we're going to wonder if he's really mentally committed. Like, he's created this crazy. He has. He has. And he reminds me a lot of something I went through when I was working in the Bay Area covering the Golden State Warriors in that 2018-2019 season. He reminds me a lot of Kevin Durant. Right? I think there are a lot of parallels and a lot of similarities between the two. Both are absolutely elite, first class at what they do. Rodgers is one of the absolute best in this country's most popular sport. But he's an interesting individual. He's going to be under the microscope regardless, but he's an interesting individual, right? A lot of his off-the-field stuff. He dates celebrities, so that's going to bring some intrigue. There was that story about the Christmas presents from his family that were sent back Like, there's intrigue around the guy. He's an interesting individual. So when he talks, when he acts, we sit up, we pay attention, we listen. And as a result, we will scrutinize, analyze, overanalyze. When we're going into the first day, Fitz, of the NFL draft and the story that day, on a huge day for sports in this country, is that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay, that's going to get a lot of people to perk up and that's going to get a lot of people talking. And everything that happens after that is going to be analyzed. The same thing happened with Kevin Durant in that last year at Golden State. Early in the season, he and Draymond Green have that blow up against the Clippers. They go on to lose the game. There's a big fight. Draymond gets suspended by the team for yelling at Durant on the floor. It's 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 a rift. And we were talking about this on Sports Talk every day up there. Every day it was, is Kevin Durant leaving? Will Kevin Durant come back? What needs to happen to keep Kevin Durant? Do you want to keep Kevin Durant? And Durant, I'm sure for his part, looked around and said, why are y'all talking about me every single day? This is played out. No, it's not played out. It's not played out until you get a definitive answer. If he had come out and said, look, I'm leaving after the season. I love it here, but it's time for a new challenge. People would have moved on from that comment, just like with Rodgers and the Packers. But now that Rodgers has made it very clear he wants out after this year, we are going to analyze and overanalyze every single week when he plays well. Hey, maybe he'll stay when he plays poorly. Dude's out the door. You can't be a part of creating this conversation, in my mind, 
and then be surprised when there's constant conversation. And in fact, Aaron Rodgers, this is what he said at the press conference after the game. I just was going to ask the, the comment you made about trying to show you like you cared a little bit more. Did it look, obviously you cared last week, but did it, you feel like it looked like you didn't last week? Is that kind of what you're implying? <laughs> I just think people like to say a lot of and it's nice to come back in here after a game like that. Did the national conversation hear you over the past week? Did it, did it bother you? Obviously, you were aware of what was being said about caring. I'm aware of it because of, of Tom. Tom keeps me aware of these things. I, I think that there's even more now than when I started playing. There's so many overreactions that happen on a week-to-week basis. So it's nice to, to come out and have a good performance and get the trolls off our back for at least a week. I mean, Joe, I keep thinking about the fact that, look, I wasn't part of the trash talking of Aaron Rodgers. I think one week is one week. You know me well enough to know that. Like, I'm not a big overreaction guy. But you can't sit there in front of a microphone and then throw everybody else under the bus for being, you know what, talkers, when you're going on with Pat McAfee every week. Like, like, let's be real about it. Like, you're going on and fueling some of the conversation that happens. That, by nature, is what's going to happen. And then to say that you're aware of the trolls because, you know, Tom tells you about it. Well, uh, you're, you're also aware of the trolls because you're aware of everything that goes on. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with guys coming up and being like, yeah, I hear it. I hear it all the time. And, you know, it, it is what it is. But you can't turn around and play the, like, oh, people have a lot to say. Like, it almost feels like he's playing the victim here when, in fact, like, all of this narrative was created in part by Aaron Rodgers. I think he's creating it, but I think he's creating it for a reason, a very specific reason. And I don't know if he's doing it, you know, thought out with intent or if it's subconscious to an extent. But going back to last year when we were all watching The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, we saw these crazy clips of the things he would do to motivate himself, right? Like he would build up that this defender talked trash to him or made some comment that the guy never made. And the next night he'd go out and drop 40. And the guy would be on tape saying, you know, I never said that to Jordan. I don't know where he got that from, but it didn't matter. That's what Jordan used to drive him night in and night out. I think it's what drives LeBron James, too. Think about it like this. If there's anything in your life, anyone listening right now, any average Joe like you and me, anyone out there that you're trying to improve upon, whether it's like losing weight, quitting smoking, quitting drinking, any of these things, think about the motivation you need to get some of that stuff done. It is hard. Now think to yourself about being LeBron James or Aaron Rodgers. All the money in the world, all the success in the world, everything that you could possibly accomplish has been accomplished. What gets you out of bed every morning? What gets you not only out of bed every morning, but what gets you out of bed to put in the work to be the absolute best in the business? Like LeBron James in his late 30s, showing up every single day, dieting the way he diets. Brady, dieting what the way he diets, going through what they go through to be able to perform at this level day in and day out. When so many people would have said, you know what, I've done enough. I want to relax for a minute. I want to live my life. I want to eat some pizza. That's part of what I think Rodgers is doing here because the more he feels like people are coming after him and saying he's washed, the more he thrives on that and puts up big game performances. It's one of the reasons Green Bay tends to bounce back big after losses. It's because Rodgers uses that for a week to drive him and motivate him the next time out. Greenies presented by Progressive Insurance. You can say big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. All right. 
We've made some people angry, and they want to chime in. Triple Eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's how you get in on the fun on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Uh, we've got a couple people that are angry that want to get their piece in, but what I don't want to do is cut anybody off. So you guys stick through on the phones. Triple Eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. When we come back, we'll get uh, thoughts from Josh, John, and everybody else that's there that wants to get angry at us. And also, we'll talk a little bit about the anger that comes from taunting. That's all coming up on Greeny, Joe Fortin. Jason Fitz sitting in on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. What are you talking about? One of the greatest of all time. I think that says everything. Here's the snap. Rogers looking, waiting. Sends it out left side. Aaron Jones wide open to the end zone. Touchdown. I have a, a chain with a football and his ashes are in it. I scored and I, it fell off in the end zone. So it's nice to to come out and have a good performance and get the trolls off our back for at least R E L A X. Relax. Honestly, I felt like we've had a pretty relaxed show so far with reasonable takes. You guys do not agree with that because the phone lines are stacked with people that want to yell at us. I don't know why. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, your smart speakers. Jason Fitz, Joe Fortenball. We're in for Mike today. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And don't forget, Sign up with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Use code GREENY to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Now, we will never shy away from conflict, and not everybody will agree with everything you say. Again, we both sit in front of a microphone. We're used to that. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's how you get in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. And apparently, several of you are very angry about the stance that Joe and I have taken regarding Aaron Rodgers and really everything else. So, John in Green Bay, we will go to you on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. You're mad. John, get it off your chest. What's wrong? No, I'm not necessarily mad. It's just, and thanks for taking my call, it's just it seems that it's selective what people report, where Aaron Rodgers has said it's very important that he um, play his whole career in Green Bay, yet nobody reports that end of it. Him coming back and saying he's all in, that doesn't have any clickbait, so we have to create drama. He's here. He's all back in. It goes back to, like, game six of the Bucks finals when Adam Schefter reports out, like, at 4.30 that afternoon of game six, Aaron Rodgers was offered the most money to be the highest-paid NFL player, and he turned it down. Well, that was months old, that information. So Aaron Rodgers hasn't talked a lot over the summer, and everybody says he was talking all summer. He didn't come out and say anything. I he's mean, back. John. He has not said John. that he's out after the end of this year. He John. hasn't. He, he reworked said, we'll his con- what's happening, and you guys are reporting that he's made it definitive that he wants to leave after this year, okay. and that's just not true. Okay, thanks for the call, John. I appreciate it. A couple of things. We are not reporters, so I'm not reporting anything. We are opiners. We are giving you our opinion. Number two, he reworked his contract to give him the opportunity to leave the team earlier, and he's been very vocal about the lack of relationship that he has with Gunakuns and the rest of the front office. So while I may not sit down and say, you know what, honey, I want a divorce if I instead 
instead decide to sleep with her best friend or go, you know, tell tell everybody that she's fat, I've probably sent that message a different way. You don't have to sit in front of a microphone and say, you know what, I want out for that to be the only thing that's happening. And you cannot deny, like, I, I, I listen to the Pat McAfee show. I love Aaron going on that show. You cannot deny that he's been very vocal about some of the issues of disrespect that he feels in his relationship. Joe, am I wrong here? I don't think you're wrong. I think two things can be true at the same time, though. I think, one, Aaron Rodgers can be fully engaged with the Packers this season. All right? So to John's point, yeah, I think he's there with Green Bay, and I think he is fully engaged. But that doesn't mean he's not also looking to the future. Yeah, maybe he didn't come out and specifically say, I'm gone after this year. But let's look at the actions, John. Let's look at the actions. We can listen to the words, but let's look at the actions. He renegotiated his contract this offseason where two key things happened. One, 2023 was voided. All right, so one less year that the team has control over Aaron Rodgers that took place. Number two, his cap number for next season is $46 million. That is not a number a team can deal with. That number becomes so high, it makes it very difficult to compete by paying other quality players to join you on the roster. $46 million, meaning they either cut bait with him or they try to trade him. That's how the contract was structured, to put Rodgers in a position where he could get out of Green Bay faster. It's one thing if Rodgers signs a five-year extension. It's another thing if the renegotiation takes time off the deal and creates an untenable cap number for next season. And that is exactly what happened. So the actions point to a guy who wants to lead Green Bay. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what he wants. His freedom, a chance to pursue football elsewhere. He saw Brady go from New England to Tampa Bay and have success. Maybe he would like to try something different. I don't see anything wrong with it, but let's call it what it is. Yeah, I have no problem with anything that he's done. I just, as we said earlier, you can't sit there and complain about the trolls when you've created part of the conversation. Josh in New Orleans, thanks for calling the show, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling Greeny. You joining us on the Dr. Pepper call in line. What's your take, Josh? What you got? Okay, definitely not angry, first off. Um, I I definitely agree with the last caller and with the whole actions um, bit. You know, let's look at the actions of the franchise. Uh, They've drafted one offensive uh, weapon in the past 17 years in the first round. And so the guy's quiet during the summer. Yeah, his team might have put some stuff out there for the media to eat up, but the media did eat it up. And ESPN couldn't get Aaron Rodgers out of their mouth for three months. So finally the guy comes back restructures his contract because he's kind of sick of how the franchise has been treating him because, you know, they spent a first rounder on a backup last year. Um, I, I don't blame the guy. Yeah, can he be a little pretentious here and there? Yeah. Is he, does he open up his uh, opinion that, as a person on the Pat McAfee show? Yes, which is the best sports show on TV or on YouTube. I just I don't understand why the media is all about Aaron Rodgers during the summer, and then now he wins a game and he says, hey, y'all need to be quiet. And then all of a sudden, the media. It's media the Lions, though. But, but, let's let's I be mean, honest that it is the Lions. And also, like the the media conversation is always Josh. Thanks for the call, man. But but what's, that was a good call. Let's what, get that. But out what there. stuns me, call. yeah, what stuns me is the media conversation. Like we don't arbitrarily come in and decide what to talk about. Like let's be. I I I'm going to pull back the fourth wall here. Like if I wanted to come in and spend the next two hours talking about my beloved Raiders, I wouldn't be allowed to. Why? Because you guys don't want to listen to that. 
The reason we talk so much about certain teams is because the ratings are studied and people listen and respond to it. The reason we talk so much Aaron Rodgers is because we mentioned it at the beginning of an hour and the phone lines light up for people that want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. The reason we talk so much about the Cowboys is because whatever Stephen A. says with the Cowboys resonates. The reason we don't talk about certain teams is because nobody cares about them. So the reason we talked about Aaron Rodgers all summer is because People kept listening, and that, that likes people were interested in it. Our job every day is to talk about what people are interested in, and people respond to. Like, and, and the reason we're reacting now is simply uh, we're reacting on this show because Aaron Rodgers is making it sound like this trolling has come from out of nowhere when, in fact, he's been part of uh, responding to. I'm part of creating it. Go, and go Fitz, ahead. that that last point, that call was more anti-Packer organization than our commentary, and I agree. The Packers have absolutely failed Aaron Rodgers. Think about this. The Green Bay Packers are going to get damn near 30 consecutive years of Hall of Fame quarterback play between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and they are going to walk away with two Super Bowl wins and what? three Super Bowl appearances, that's a failure in my opinion. They have failed him. They do not spend money in free agency. They have not drafted well around him. I agree with all of Rodgers' gripes 100% through and through. That organization has not maximized its potential given what they've had at the quarterback position since the 90s. We, we both we both agree. The Packers blew it, and that it can still be true. We'll take more of your calls. Since so many of you guys want to chime in, we're not going to stop. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll take more of your thoughts on this, and we will get to taunting, I promise. That's next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Joe Fortenball, Jason Fitz, in for Mike. Greeny, the podcast. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speakers. Just tell them to play ESPN Radio. Jason Fitz, Joe Fortenball, sitting in for Mike. Obviously, we're going to keep taking your calls. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. If you missed any of the show, you can always find both hours of the show presented daily, posted daily as a podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Get out there, get it, get both hours. Especially because apparently whatever we said uh, throughout the course of the show has fired people up about Aaron Rodgers, about really everything uh, across the the landscape of the NFL. And we decided to do uh, let you guys continue to have a voice here. So triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We're going to get some more calls here in on the Dr Pepper call in line. Let's go to Senya in San Francisco. Who uh, I've been told Senya has a laundry list of things that we've gotten wrong today, Joe. So uh, Senya, my friend, go <laughs> off. Let us know what we've messed up. Well, I got to start with Matt Nagy being smart, Matt Nagy being a good coach. Did you see what he did last year with Mitchell Trubisky? Did you see what he did last year with Nick Foles? How can you uh, give that guy the benefit of the doubt in any way this year? You know who's not ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL is Andy Dalton. And that's who he's got, who he insists on starting ahead of Justin Fields. And you guys want to uh, uh, say Justin Fields isn't ready to start after just one start where he goes 6-13, I mean, have you seen other rookie quarterbacks in their first game in the NFL? Uh, you know, th- he, he had a, he had a regu- relatively good game. So I don't understand, like, why you guys are so jumped to give Matt Nagy the benefit of the doubt over Justin Fields. And then there's Aaron Rodgers, right? You're, you, you're, you're giving the comparison to Draymond Green. You're saying, oh, like if uh, Draymond Green and uh, uh, Kevin Durant. Oh, if Kevin Durant had just come out and said, oh, I'm going to leave the Warriors. To me, they would have just left them alone. Oh, yeah, absolutely, right? Absolutely. That, that, that story would have died right away as soon as Kevin Durant Durant came out and said that. As you guys said a little bit earlier, Aaron Rodgers is a a polarizing figure. He's a magnetic figure. 
And so when uh, when he says something, people are going to pay attention. You guys would have paid attention no matter what he said, no matter how he handled it. So I, I just find it weird and a little strange that you guys are coming out blaming him for creating all this news and then saying, hey, guys, back off. We got to win. Leave us alone. That's all I got. Thank you. Senya, uh, let me go through a couple of these things. Uh, number one. I work a lot in the college football space. I'm proud of the work I do digitally in the college football space, and I'm also a regular contributor on College Football Live. I uh, felt like Justin Fields was the second-best quarterback coming into this draft, and I think he has the potential to be the best as it goes through. I believe in Justin Fields, and no, I don't particularly believe in Matt Nagy. I don't have to believe in Matt Nagy to also feel that Justin Fields might need more time. And that's not just coming from Nagy. That's coming from, as we played earlier, people in and around Chicago that uh, are around this. We see the games. We don't see the practices. We see the games. We don't see the understanding of the playbook. We see the games, but we don't see all the other nuance that goes into it. So is it possible that a rookie quarterback needs an extra little bit of time to have a better understanding of more of the playbook? Yeah. And did it look like that at times to me? Yes, because in college you can get away with things that you can't get away with in the NFL, like athleticism while you wait for guys to get open. So it's not a hot take to love Justin Fields, and I do love Justin Fields, but also think that, hey, he deserves some time to develop, and I'm not going to say put him out there early and let him get him murdered. That, that, that's my take on Fields. Joe, I'll let you handle what you think on, the, uh, on that or on, on the, the Packers. Well, so much of it in Chicago, and I can understand this position, but so much of it in Chicago is based on the fact that they just don't want Andy Dalton as their quarterback. We saw Andy Dalton filling in for Dak Prescott last year in Dallas. He couldn't get the job done. We saw Andy Dalton for a long time in Cincinnati make some plays, but largely not make enough plays to get that team over the top. No one wants to go into a season with a starting quarterback that they know can't get the job done big picture. No one wants that. It's the most helpless feeling in sports when your team starts the season lousy at the quarterback position. And Dalton's not lousy, but he's not going to get you deep into the playoffs. The hope is that Fields can get there. And Fields brings this hope, this excitement, this passion that Bears fans haven't had for a long time because that position has been a big void, a big black hole, a big zero for a long time in Chicago. So they think this is the guy they want to see him. I understand that. The problem is he's just not doing what you need to see early on for the world to say he should be starting. All right? Justin Herbert last year in week two was not supposed to start. Tyrod Taylor... in one of the more remarkable stories of the last 40 years in pro sports, was getting a pain injection and the team doctor punctured his lung. So at the last minute, Taylor got scratched. Herbert stepped in against the Big Bad Chiefs, played huge. Anthony Lynn still tried to say it was Taylor's job and everyone knew, nah, the, the Herbert era has arrived. He's the guy. That was the moment Fields had against the Bengals, the lowly Cincinnati Bengals with one of the worst defenses in the league, and he went 6 of 13 for 60 yards with no TDs and an INT. If you want Fields to silence the critics, if you want Fields to force Matt Nagy into a decision in which he's the starter, he's got to go out and make those plays because Nagy is sticking with Dalton whether you like it or not. Also, Joe, and look, for everybody that says, as Senya said, have you seen other rookie quarterbacks? I don't think the Jets are doing Zach Wilson any favors. I don't think that the Jags are doing Trevor Lawrence any favors. Uh, Trey Lance isn't playing in San Francisco yet with any meaning. And this is my reminder, as tweeted out by Field Yates before the draft this year, between 2009 and 2016, 22 quarterbacks were selected in the first round. None of them currently play for the team that drafted them. 
So whatever you look at and say, oh, but have you seen these rookie quarterbacks? You're trying not to do what everybody else has done because guess what? It doesn't work. So in my mind, every team's got to look within their organization and figure out what's best. And I think it's crazy that a lot of us have decided we know what's best. If if Nagy is incapable of handling this field uh, situation, he shouldn't be the head coach. Uh, it's that simple. And if the Bears have kept him as the head coach, that means they trust him. So even if you don't, the Bears do. Greg, uh, and WS, what is that? Is that Washington? Is that what we're doing here? No, no. Are we making a That was news? a bad Wisconsin. Right? No, that's right. a Wisconsin. That's a terrible Wisconsin. Wow. Greg, I'm really sorry about that. It's Wisconsin, which Nuno thinks is WS. We'll get into that later. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your take? Thanks for calling the show. I, I guess I just don't understand why everybody proclaims that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady is. I've, I've lived. I was born in Wisconsin. I went through all the crap. Last year, everybody blamed LaFleur, the coach, of the play at the end. Did did anybody not see the fact that we intercepted the ball three times? Our superstar, supposedly quarterback, went three and done on the, on the next three consecutive uh, series. Not only that, when he had a wide open tight end in the back, he forced the ball into Devontae Adams. If you watch half the games this year, he will force it to his buddy instead of looking around. Last night he actually, hey, tight end, Tanya, let's go. Let's get some TDs. The game against uh, Seattle championship game, they blame a backup tight end for muffing an onside kick. Nobody remembers the fact he still could have won it, meaning our great quarterback, but he did nothing in that game. There's been numerous times he's done that. He complains about Justin Love getting picked. I don't like Justin Love either. I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback. I think it was a wasted pick and a wasted extra draft choice to go ahead and trade up for him. Nobody was going to take him three or four picks before. If you want to fall into your laps, take him. Take a chance. But does Aaron does not forget the fact that he was hurt two of the three previous years? You can't have no quarterback sitting on your bench if your starter is going to get hurt two times in a row. I, I appreciate your call. Oh, by the way, it, Jordan, love, um, I appreciate your call. The one thing I would say is this, and I remind every fan base of this. If your quarterback suddenly hit the open market, how many teams would clamor, like trip over themselves, uh, do anything, push people over in the, the shopping aisles to get that quarterback on their roster? I'm not going to downplay the greatness of Aaron Rodgers, especially coming from my fandom, Joe. Uh, you know, It's been a long time since I've seen competent quarterback play pre-Derek uh, Carr as a Massive, lifelong Raiders fan. I've had Carr and Gannon in my life. I think that that might be a little bit of a spoiled Packers fan that's used to generational wealth at that position. Well, I can understand the position because I think there are there's a divide amongst Packer fans, and some Packer fans see the writing on the wall that Rodgers is going to be leaving, and they're jaded by it, and I can understand that. He's going to be out the door at some point in the near future one way or another, and then you're going to begin this process of trying to figure out Who's the man to follow the man? Because if you're going to spend 30 years with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, it's going to get really challenging, really challenging to believe you're a legitimate Super Bowl team when you move on from that. Jordan Love could be that guy. But in San Francisco, Jeff Garcia never got respect. Never. He had to follow Steve Young, who followed Joe Montana. Jeff Garcia was solid. But in the eyes of those fans, you could never live up to what came before you. Young could barely live up to Montana. And then you bring Jeff Garcia along, who is a more than competent quarterback, making plays for that team, but you're not Young and you're not Montana. You have this this legacy you have to live up to that's almost impossible. So with Rodgers... You're going to find out what life is like without them because that's a unique organization. They do not spend money in free agency. It's been a pillar of that organization for a long time. They tell you, we build through the draft. 
That's not easy to do when your quarterback is so good he has you drafting 25 to 32 every single year. You're never drafting in the top 10 where you're more likely to find one of those generational players. You're drafting at the bottom end of the first, which means you're drafting at the bottom end of the second and the third. If that's the way you build, good luck. You don't have a lot of room for swings and misses there. Well, and look at at two other prime examples we're seeing right now. I mean, Steelers fans have been destroying me for months because I said coming into the year that I thought Big Ben by the end of the season would be the fourth best quarterback in his own division. Like, and now it looks like maybe you know Ben might not be the quarterback. He that, is brutal right, right now, Fitz. I, he I, was brutal in that Raiders game. So brutal. You've got Big Ben and no other solution in Pittsburgh. You've got Jameis, who after Week One was supposed to be the second coming, and then after Week Two looked like Jameis again. Like, so the the Saints never addressed figuring out the future for Drew Brees in a way that they felt great about. You know, I, as much as we want to fault the Packers for not respecting Aaron. Rodgers, I will continue to say the one thing you can't do is let your legend quarterback hang on so long that you end up waking up one day and figuring out what the rest of the world knows, which is it stinks to not have a quarterback. You've got to address the position. So do I believe in Jordan Love? I thought it was a reach of a draft pick, but if the Packers believe in him, all day, every day you make that pick, even if it angers Aaron Rodgers, because at the end of the day, you've got to make sure you don't wake up one day and realize that suddenly now you're like the Bears and you don't have any solution and you can't find a solution. And you're a thousand percent right. Your good quarterback is going to keep you from picking high enough to get a great quarterback to replace him. So it's a it's a damned if you do and damned if you don't world for all of these teams at the quarterback position. By the way, one thing that every team should do is protect their team. My family's protected is yours. September is life insurance awareness month if you have a family now is the time to get life insurance my family my life insurance provides me peace of mind and it can do the same for you now you don't just want anyone for this you need a pro that's why you need select quote select quote has been around for over 35 years and over 2 million families have trusted them select quote comparison shops highly rated insurance companies like prudential banner life mutual of omaha and others to impartially find the company with the best Rates or technology quickly matches your individual needs with the right insurance company to find your best policy. They do the bulk of the work for you. So there's no excuse to wait on protecting your family's future. And you'll be surprised how affordable a policy can be. Plus, quotes are free. I mean, why not? Quotes are free. Your family is your number one priority. So don't put it off another day. Get your free quote today. Call 800-881-6868. That's 800-881-6868. Or go to selectquote.com. That's Quote. Dot com. Uh, we've got a Woj bomb. Woj bomb. ESPN sources are reporting, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, Philadelphia 76ers all-star Ben Simmons will not report for opening of training camp next week and intends to never play another game for the franchise. Simmons hasn't spoken to the team since a late August meeting when he communicated this message to Sixers officials. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Joe Fortenball, Jason Fitz sitting in for Mike Greenberg. And, uh, Fitzy, let me tell you something real quick. As a Sixers fan, I cannot get this guy out of the door fast enough. Yeah, but get what are you Simmons, getting for him? What are you get, getting for him? Get him out of town as fast as possible. Philadelphia is not about being soft. Philadelphia is not about soft emotions and getting offended by everything. This guy couldn't deliver when they needed him to, and he got mad as a result. Think about that. We're having these conversations about Rodgers and how he feels about the organization and what his future holds. Simmons got paid. Simmons got treated as as well as you could in that town by everybody. And because he couldn't make plays in the playoffs and people had the gall to point out that he was passing up on layups and dunks because he can't make a bucket and couldn't hit a free throw to save his life, he's upset, so he wants to leave. Get 
out. The faster, the better. Fortenbaugh fired up on this. So let me ask you, though. Like, I come from the Iverson era, bro. I come oh, from the Iverson yeah. era. That's, that, Allen Iverson is an all-timer. That guy was all gut. Simmons has none of that. So in that town, it's not going to fly. So where, it's really not. Where were you born and raised? Allentown, Pennsylvania. Like, is it possible to say I come from the uh, Iverson era without saying bro after it? Because, like, you need that emphasis. Like, I come from the Iverson era, bro. Like, you are a thousand percent right. But let me. Let I me, needed you to understand. That, I, yeah. I thought by adding the bro, it brought just a little bit of, like, a, that it. little extra dollop of hot sauce on the taco really lets you bring home the kick. It, it does. But here's my question. Do we believe that every GM in the entire NBA forgot to watch the playoffs? Because if you watch the playoffs and you're watching Ben Simmons, like legit, if you are the GM of the 76ers and I'm the GM of every other team and you call me and you say, hey, Ben Simmons, I'm laughing. Like I'm literally laughing because now you as the GM, I know he's never going to play there. They're making it apparent he'll never go back. So you've lost leverage there. I also saw him not take that dunk. I also saw him not be aggressive. I saw him not take opportunities when he had opportunities. And so all of a sudden, you're looking at a situation where I, as the other GM, am saying, all right, I will give you, uh, I don't know, like an off-brand corn chip that you wish was Fritos, <laughs> but it's slightly stale. Like, you wish it was the actual corn chip, and then I'm giving you, like, the dip from the fridge to go with it that's like, you got to check the date on the side because when you took the lid off, it's separated, and now you're not sure. Is that ranch smell or is that funk? You don't know. You're stirring Man, you it with a spoon. Right now. I mean, that, I, right I, I'm giving you the stale chips. <laughs> And the, the separated ranch dip. And I'm saying, how about that for a return? By the way, uh, Woj also reporting Simmons. This is the next tweet from Woj. Why you got to follow him at Woj ESPN. Simmons is clearly aware of sanctions available to organization to find and suspend him, including withholding of salary. But so far, Simmons appears willing to carry out a plan of forcing his way to a new team. Sixers have yet to find a trade they're willing to make for him because they don't want stale chips and separated ranch. Well, the thing with Simmons is it's not like he's a bum, right? He's no. an elite defender. He can bring a lot to your team. But this is going to jam the Sixers up bad right here because when you know the guy has told the team, I'm done, I'm never playing for you again, players like this, they have all the leverage and all the power, and the Sixers are going to end up getting back nickels on the dollar. Fine, get him out of town. Seriously, get him out of town and move on. It's Embiid's team. Embiid's the guy everyone wants to rally around. That was probably part of Simmons' problem where Embiid's out there injured, putting up 30 and 17. Simmons can't hit a free throw and has to get yanked off the court in the final four minutes because he's a liability. So shoot your shot, Ben. Shoot your shot. Hopefully for your sake, in a rare occurrence, it actually goes in. So let me... <laughs> That's well played. Boom. Joe Fortenbaugh, Jason Bitts, in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio. So let's play one of my favorite games. Uh, Joe, you're married, so you, you've, you understand this. Shoes on the other foot game. This is where we sit there and we, we reverse scenarios. Now, all of a sudden, we're on the shoes on the other foot, right? What what fan base is going to be happy giving up something of value for Ben Simmons in return? Like, how are you selling that? If you 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 covered Golden State, you're very familiar with this team. You talked about them all the time, and I've seen uh, some of the speculation that Golden State could be a, a trade partner. Right? Are you really happy if you're a Warriors fan with Ben Simmons? Is that the difference maker for you? I think it's a split. I think you'd have fans that'd be excited because the thing that Philadelphia needed needed Simmons to do every now and again was knock down a bucket. He, he, the Warriors don't need that. 
The Warriors have shooting. They have Steph Curry. Klay Thompson's coming back from injury. You have guys who can score on that team. Simmons comes in as a facilitator, drive and kick, play elite defense on the other end of the floor. That's something you can get behind because you don't need him. In the rare occurrence, you don't need him to come in as a guard and knock down shots. You can bring him in and let him do all the things he wants while deferring to everyone else. If he's okay with that, he would fit. And I think Warrior fans would understand that that could work too. They just didn't want to give up too much in return. The good news is that this price tag isn't going to be as high as everyone expects because ultimately everyone knows he's on his way out the door. So the Sixers only have so much leverage here. So I've, I've just done a quick search of the World Wide Web from some Warriors fan sites that are giving me what they would get back in return. So you as a 76ers fan would get in this instance, would get Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, uh, and two first-round picks for Ben Simmons. You're jumping at that, right? Oh, I mean, the two first-round picks with the NBA, you never know with these guys. It's so hit and miss. But you get two first-round picks. Wiggins has developed nicely in Golden State. He's taken the next step. I think the problem is we look at Wiggins as the former number one overall pick, and we expect him to play like that. He's not that guy. He's not that good, but he does have a skill set. Jordan Poole, hit or miss. I think they expected more from him in Golden State, and he never really panned out. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think that trade's the end of the world. I really don't think there's going to be a lot coming their way. If if I had it my way, I trade him for almost nothing. Send him to Minnesota and see how he likes that weather in the winter. Oh my God, you do a spot. By the way, Jordan Peele. Spite trade, I, I'm yeah. more of a Jordan Peele guy than a Jordan Poole guy. I'm just saying that's a personal preference. Everybody's He's got had that a lot of success. Uh, uh, not a big fan of the newest Candyman, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I digress. Uh, but, but you would spite trade. So this well, yes. well, there's an advantage to a spite trade here, and I know that sounds crazy, but there's a couple of things about a spite trade that that could actually work one if you trade him to minnesota the draft picks you get for him are, are going to have more value right they'll like, be elite you know they will be <laughs> you know you're going to get something there and then two you send a message like all right you want you want to be gone then we'll we'll get you out of here i'm not sure though that that's a great is it a great sales pitch to philly fans if it's like hey we're not getting anything real back. We're just getting future and a spite. Like, is that fan base good with the spite yeah. trade? It's why I can't be a general manager, because I would execute the spite trade. The problem is this would never go through, because if Simmons doesn't accept it, Minnesota's not going to want to make the trade. No one wants to be Detroit getting Blake Griffin, right? You think the guy's going to come in and revitalize you, and he's just going to check out until he can find his way out of town. I love the idea of a player coming in saying, I will not play here. You cannot make me. And then it's like... All right, cool. We're sending you to the G League. Like, I just love some concept <laughs> of all of this. And then the other side of it is if I'm Philly, I also don't hate the concept of finding him to death. You'll, you'll hear more coverage on this breaking news throughout the day on ESPN Radio. Thanks for hanging out Thanks with us Thanks for listening Green. to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.